Welcome to Beacon Baptist Church of Lexington, South Carolina. We trust today's podcast will be a blessing to you. in scripture that you know are much easier to quote than they are to live anybody know what I'm talking about this morning they're easier to know than they are to experience it was quoted in that song but one of those verses for me is this and I quoted it praying just a minute ago was Paul talking to those in Rome he said and we know that all things he's talking about something that he knows something that he's learned from experience that all things work together for good to them that love God to them are who are the called according to his purpose And you know, while we understand that's true, I I know I'm not the only Christian in here that has said, Lord, I, I love you, and you've called me according to your purpose. I mean, I think about my life. God's called me not only to salvation, but he's called me to the ministry. He's given me a calling that is far above anything I could have ever imagined for my life. I know I've been called according to his purpose. But yet there's been a whole lot of times, if I'd be honest, that I've went to God in prayer and said, God, I know I love you. And I know you've called me to serve you and to live for you. And I've accepted everything you've ever wanted out of my life. I've given you everything from the age of eight years old when I gave my heart to Jesus and answered the call to preach. I've given God my entire life. And there's been times that I went to God and said, God, I've given you everything. But I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't know why you've laid this upon me. know why I've buried every family member I've ever had. I have three beautiful children down here, but I don't know why I had to lose another one. I don't understand that. I've given you my life, but you've let all of these things. Anybody know what I'm talking about? Sound preacher. It'd be honest enough to say we've told the Lord. We look at all these people who've given God nothing. And it seems like they're the ones that are prospering and their lives are going on and they're being blessed. I dealt that while we were in Louisiana, I dealt with a couple. And this is extended from the conversations I'd had here as well with a missionary of ours that I just happened to see there in Louisiana. They've given their life to go to the mission field. But they've been told that they will never have children. 
and all that bride wants, all she's ever wanted is children, Brother Lewis. And all of the people in their family that hate God and mock God and mock them for wanting to serve the Lord, their quiver's full of children. So, God, this is all I want. I'm, they, they'd raise them in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord, but I dealt with them this week, and they just said, you know, we're, it's amazing to think about all of those that hate God, and they can have, it seems, whatever they want. But for some reason, God's put this affliction on us. So there's times why we like to quote it and we'll shout over it. All things work together for good to them that love God and are called according to his purpose. Sometimes that verse, as much of a blessing as it is, can cause us to say, Lord, I know you promised, but I just don't understand. You know, and I thought about this as well while Brother Piercy was singing and we were praying. You and I, we go through storms. And while we may not understand how that verse is working in our life, Brother Brandon, at least we have the verse. At least we've got verses in the Bible. You know someone who didn't have that verse, who didn't have a Bible? Job. It chronologically, the oldest book of our Bible. Job didn't have any of it. All Job had was his experience with the Lord. Here's a, I'll read another passage of Scripture to you. I thought about this. Job said this. Job 23, he starts off in verse number 2. And he says, even today is my complaint bitter. Notice what he said here. My stroke is heavier than my groaning. In other words, he's saying that you know, we hear all the time, you know, it's become cliche, God will never put on you more than you can handle. There's only one problem with that. You will not find it in the Bible at all. Job said, what I'm dealing with is heavy. It's heavier than I can bear. It brought Job to the place there in verse number three, where he said, oh, that I knew where I might find him. Has your trials in life ever brought you to the place to where you said, God, I just wish I could find you in all of this? Some of you might be going through things today that you're looking at and you'll say, no matter how hard I look, no matter how much I pray, no matter how much I want to, I just don't see God in any of this. Don't be discouraged. You're amongst really good company. Yes, sir. Job was the same way. Uh, that oh, that that is that's him just in agony. Oh, that I might know where I could find him. That I might find him. I wish I could see God in my trial. He said that I might come even to his seat. He said, if I just get a glimpse of God, I'd draw closer to him. If I just get a glimpse of him, I would come to where he is. I would I would be before him. He said, I would order my case before him. I'd fill my mouth with arguments. He said, I'll talk to God about it. 
He's not saying that he's going to argue with the Lord in that sense. He just wants somebody to talk to and to pour his heart out to. He said, I would know the words which he would answer me and understand what he'd say unto me. Have you ever got to the place to where, here's what, here's what Job is saying in other words, if I could just find him, I would go to where he is. And if I could just get a hold of God, at the very least, I would be able to hear him in my trial and know what he wants from me. Have you ever prayed and it felt like the heavens were brass? And you just said, God, I, I don't know how honest y'all are with the Lord, but there's some sometimes in my life I'd love to go back to those Old Testament days where God spoke out of a cloud, wouldn't you? Amen. Where he'd just, he'd just say, Josh, now this is what I want you to do. And I'd hear it and say, all right, Lord, that was plain enough. That was clear enough. But that's not what he's chosen for us. Job said, if I could just get close, if I could figure out where he was, I'd go to where he is. I would draw up close to him. And at the very least, I would know why this is happening and what he wants from me in this trial. But Job said, I don't have any of that. God's not speaking out of heaven to Job. He doesn't have any answers. How many of y'all know what it is to be a confused Christian? When it comes to your trials, I just don't know. He said this in verse 8, Behold, I go forward. Job's trying to keep going. He's trying to keep moving. He said, I'm going forward. But he is not there. It doesn't sit down. We know biblically that God's everywhere. But Job said, as far as he was concerned, he's trying to go forward. God's not anywhere I've been along this journey of just trying to press on. There may be some of you, you came in here this morning, you're bearing, you're bearing such a load that the reason why you're here is because this was the most obvious step to you to keep going, to just keep pressing on, to go forward. And by the way, I commend you for that. Sure, exactly right. You're definitely not going to have help in your trial apart from God and the things of God. You're not going to have a minister to your soul away from God. You will not find the answers on your own. Job said, I just kept going. But along the way, I couldn't find God. And you may be here this morning and you did your best. Just keep pressing on. Not to let it get you down. Not to let it get you to quit. But it seems like you still can't see God. He said along the way. He said, not only do I go forward, but he said, I go backward, but I cannot perceive him. He's went forward. Now he's going backwards. In other words, he's just lost. I did that this week. If y'all know me, y'all know I'm directionally challenged. My son had to tell me how to get back to the church from the fellowship hall. He said, now, Matt, he said, all right, Daddy, I'm going to show you a shortcut. And he led me to the fellowship hall, or from the church. But I'm directionally challenged. And there were some times I'd leave our room in the hotel, and, and I'd look down this hall. That don't look familiar. And I'd look down that hall. That one looks a little bit more familiar. But I, I'd be honest with you and say, and I got off in the wrong areas at times, got overzealous, went the wrong way. 
You know why I was going this way and that way? It's because I was lost. That's what Job's saying here. In his trial, he's just absolutely lost. He's going forward and he can't find God by going forward. So he turns around and says, well, maybe I missed him somewhere along the way. And I'm going to retrace my steps and see if I can't find him. And he said, even still, I cannot perceive him. I'm just absolutely lost. Verse 9, he said that he looked on the left hand where he doth work. He said, I'm looking over here on the left. And I know God's been working over there in times past. But he said, but I cannot behold him. Have you ever been in church or a situation in your life? Maybe even this morning. We're sitting here listening to that beautiful song God gave Brother Piercy. And you see some people shouting. And you hear that. <coughs> you hear some people going down. You see some people going down to the altar and trying to get some help. But on the inside of you, you're under such a heavy burden in life. And God's working down here. God's working over there with this one. God's working over there with that one. But I don't see it. Seems like God's working. Have y'all ever been here? Seems like God's working with everybody else. But somehow he missed me in the work that he's doing. I'm just talking about being honest this morning. Job was there. He said, seems like he's working for everybody else. I cannot behold him. He said this. He described that put a colon there and then went on. It means he's describing that I cannot behold him. He says, here's why I feel like I can't behold him. He hideth himself on the right hand. Have you ever felt like God was hiding from you? Playing a game of hide and seek with you? Again, I'm talking about being honest now. We're not all super Christians in this building, including this preacher. God, I wonder why you're hiding yourself. You're working over there with them, but I can't see it. He, he goes, he hideth himself on the right hand that I cannot see him. He's working over here and I can't see it. I turn to the other side thinking that's a good idea. And God must be playing hide and seek with me because I can't see him over there either. I've went this way and he's not there. I've went this way and he's not there. I've went that way and he's not there. I've went that way and he's not there. He's covered all of the cardinal directions and God is nowhere to be found here's what Job said though when he was lost not lost spiritually lost with the situations in life y'all know what I'm talking about when he was confused when he looked he was under such a heavy burden he felt like he was bearing something he couldn't control he goes to God and can't find God in any of it here's what he says but even though I don't see him, even though I don't perceive him anywhere, but he knoweth the way that I take. When he hath tried me, I shall come forth as gold. Here's what he said. Job is saying that it's not as important that I know where he is in this trial of mine. But the only thing that is as, as important, Brother Brandon, is that when I'm going through what I'm going through, he knows where I am. 
if he knows where I am, it doesn't matter, Brother Piercy, what I can see or what I know. If he knows where I am and he knows what I'm going through, everything's going to be all right. If he knows, and brother, and brother Job said that he does know, he was confident that God knew the way that he was taken, the path that he was on, the to and from, the side to side, this journey of this trial that he was facing. God knows the path I'm on. He knows the journey I'm on. He knows the trial I'm walking in. He knows the path that I take because he knows I shall. Whether I feel like it or not, Brother Kyle, what y'all are going through, it doesn't matter. And I know there's been times I can only imagine that you've probably said, God, why me? Why us? I don't understand what you're doing. And all this journey back and forth with hospitals and my son, that, to be quite, to be honest, very well is a miracle of God that he's still alive. Just, just a month old, Brother Piercy. And already as a couple weeks ago came very close to leaving this world. God, when a little baby is bleeding to death at a hospital, where are you in that? I don't know. But you know this journey that we're walking in. And if you know, I shall come forth as gold. At the end, of, if you know, at the end of the trial, at the end of the journey, at the end of this difficulty, however you allow this to play out, and this path to play out, and this journey, this, this journey of a trial to come to an end, I know that I will come forth as gold. Here's what gold, coming forth as gold means. That journey, silver, gold, those precious metals, for them to be purified, they have to go through a refining process. Yes, sir. They have to go through the fire. God's saying, oh, Lord, Job is saying, God, I don't know why you've got me in the fire, but I'm in it. And you know that I am in it. And you know why you let me be in it. All I know is, is when you pull me out of it, there's going to be the impurities are going to be left behind. Whatever the purpose, you're working this out is going to be left in the fire and I'm going to be better off for it. When the gold goes in the fire and then it comes out of the fire, it's more valuable now that it's pure than it was with all of the dross and the impurities. It comes out of the fire, Brother Kyle, it's worth more. Your preaching is going to be worth more now that God's brought you through the fire. Your love for that baby is going to be more valuable. He's going to be more valuable. Y'all will be better off as parents because of the. may not understand how that's going to happen, but he's left all the impurities on the inside. God was working on y'all. God's not working on Silas right now. God's using Silas. Y'all never probably thought about that in your trial, but he's already a minister of God to your family. God's using that baby for y'all's benefit. He's going to pull you out of the fire, and every one of y'all be better off for it. What trial are you going through this morning? 
what dross is left in your life that God may need to get out of you to make you more valuable, more worth, worth more for his honor and his glory. I wonder, maybe this morning, how many of us, I know we've had some come already and I'm not trying to pump anything up. I just I felt like sharing those verses and preaching them a little bit to you for a minute. Because those are verses I constantly go back to when we're in a trial. And I just have to tell the Lord, I don't understand what you're doing. I told, I, I, I've said that to them in this trial. I've told that to others. I don't know what God's doing. That, that doesn't make me feel good as a pastor to have to look at somebody and say, there's some things I don't understand about the Lord. But the reality is there's a lot of things I don't understand about the Lord. But he's bigger than I am. Exactly right. He knows better than I do. His ways are perfect. Abraham said it this way in the book of Genesis. Will not the judge of all the earth do right? He's the one that has the measuring stick. He's the one that makes proper judgment and judgment calls. We're not even able, Brother Gary, to make the judgment calls. We're just guessing. The Lord gets it exactly right every single time. The judge of all the earth will do right. It may not feel right now like he's doing right. With your trial, God has a purpose for what you're going through. And the devil has a purpose for what you're going through. How you give yourself to the Lord and how you let him work with you in your trial will determine is God going to get what he wants out of your trial and you being in the fire, is the dross going to be gone and you pull out and be better off? Or are you going to let the devil use your trial to make you bitter, to make you angry? to make you turn your back on him to make you obsessed with self and say God I don't need you I've got this on my own Job got to the place where he realized I don't have this on my own exactly right there's nothing Job could do to bring back his family there's nothing he could do I think about that often you know when Job lost everything that he lost it was one message after another message after another message. It said, and while he and while they were speaking, another one came. Have you ever felt like in your life that it seems like you just got bad news, and it, it, before you've even got got that first bad news good and processed, here comes more bad news and more bad news. We, we we've made it. We've made a, a a statement about that. We call it when it rains, it pours. That happened for Job very very first lick that we see in just the very first few chapters of Job as he lost his family every one of his children dead he lost his health he lost everything all of his all of his finances his home everything that he had that nest egg that he had that is a security to a home Everything he'd worked for, everything that was his, and nobody could take it from him, he found out it could be taken. There's, there's no true permanent satisfaction in riches, lands, possessions. We find security in that, but the fact of the matter is, it's not going to last forever. That's right, preacher. 
Your own family is not going to be here forever. Your health is not going to be here forever. If you find all of your value in those things, you're literally building your life on sand. But Job had something down here on the inside that when everything on the external was gone and the only thing he had left was what was in here, his relationship with the Lord, he found out that was really all he needed to keep going. I wonder this morning, how much are you going to rely and lean, not on what you can do or what life has brought, but on the Lord? Job was not very far into his trial before he found himself in the ashes and said, God, you've given and you've taken away, but blessed be the name of the Lord. There might be somebody here this morning. You just need to praise God through your pain. You don't know what God's doing, but you need to say, blessed be the name of the Lord. Anyhow, you need to fall on your face before God and say, God, you give and you take away. You pour out blessings and you remove blessings and even pour on trials. But blessed be the name of the Lord. Brother Pierce, you sing that again. And then... As the Lord leads, I'd also at some point in time in this service like for you to sing, God makes no mistakes. Sing that again. If you need to come to the altar this morning, you come and do business with the Lord. I, I know, even just with the few that we have in here this morning, we've got some hurting people in our congregation. We've got some people that need the Lord to be working in areas in their life. No doubt you have areas in your life where you've said, God, I just, I know you said that you work all things together for good, but I just, I'm not laying eyes on it right now. I don't, I don't see how you're doing. I'm trusting that you are, but I just don't see it. Why don't you ask God to help you with it this morning as this evangelist sings. The night is dark and my way is hard to see. There's a storm of fear that's raging deep inside of me. I don't understand why he's brought me to this place. I'll keep standing on his promise and resting in his grace. It's good for me. It's good for me. Though the enemy has threatened to bring me to my knees, I'll trust my father's perfect plan. It'll work all good for me. Until the sun rises, I will say, it's good for me. Every step along this journey, I can find he has never left me. Not one single time His promises will stand When doubts assail I have learned that He is faithful And His love will never fail 
It's good for me. It's good for me. Though the enemy has threatened to bring me to my knees, I'll trust my Father's perfect plan. It'll work all good for me. So until the sun rises, I will say, it's good for me. Thank you for making us part of your day. We would love to hear from you. Please find us on Facebook or at our website, bbclexington.com. When the road is calling up your-